The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell, and today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is being crushed by their guilt and shame, which is like, I think everyone that ever writes into us. <laughs> yeah, totally. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. So please take our advice as you see fit in your life. We are just here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, sometimes I'm going to dive like, into... Go ahead. You, sometimes I think about the fact that like Brene Brown has a literal doctorate in shame and then like the two of yeah. us like come on our podcast and we're like, let's talk about shame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you do with those feelings, Sam? <laughs> oh, I just ignore them and plow ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, everybody's just plowing ahead. That's right. Um, fake it till they make it sort of thing. I guess. All right. Uh, let's dive into today's letter, letter because it is a juicy, shame-filled one. 
So <laughs> yes. obviously I relate to it deeply. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. It is from Anonymous Anonymous, whose pronouns are they, them, who is writing to us from absolute rock bottom. Dear Sam and Sierra, I am writing to you from a deep pit of pain, grief, and shame. I'm looking for some empathy, some tough love, and some tangible advice as I grapple with the fallout from the biggest mistake I've ever made. I've experienced a whirlwind romance and have been living in a bubble of love with my incredible partner. We've been spending every day together, having new experiences, having deep conversations, laughing constantly, growing together, and basking in so much good, true love. Unfortunately, I messed everything absolutely up. I cheated when I was away on a solo trip and I didn't tell her for four months. Mm. I suppressed it so, so deeply in my brain until other life circumstances really forced me to look at what I had done. And I knew I had to tell her. When I did, she was devastated to put it mildly. She had been cheated on before, so it was doubly triggering as if my own transgressions were not bad enough. Gratefully, she is willing to work through this with me and rebuild a new relationship. I am so fortunate to have the chance to heal through this with her and to prove that this will never happen again. I'll refrain from asking you what my heart is crying out. How do I go back in time and take this back? Instead, Mm -hmm. my questions for both of you are, what do I do with myself? The guilt, Mm -hmm. shame, disappointment, self-loathing, and embarrassment are crushing. It's been a month and I've stopped eating. What I do eat, I throw up. I am astonished that I was able to do this. I know that we all have the capacity to do harmful things, but I'm so terrified of myself, my own behavior, and what this means about me as a human being. How do I keep myself from feeling like the most toxic, unlovable person alive? How do I not kick myself repeatedly for damaging the healthiest, most beautiful relationship I've ever experienced? How do I integrate this deceitful behavior with the vision I have for myself? My attachment to her has become quite anxious. I feel like a raw nerve, a crying child desperately reaching out for connection, but I know I have to give her the space she needs. How do I self-soothe this aching need to connect with her? We've started couples therapy. Mm. I'm starting my own therapy shortly and I've been learning. I've been leaning on my friendships as much as I can, but Jesus Christ, this pain is truly unbearable. Looking at the wreckage I've caused, the reason I did it, mostly my own crushing insecurity from childhood, the why feels so stupid and immature. How do I validate where I was in the moment, but also hold myself accountable without beating myself into a pulp? I was so happy with my partner and so in love. How do I metabolize the fact that I'm willingly threatened our life together? What do you do when you shock yourself with how low you can go? Mm. How do I keep from feeling like I just ruined the most special thing that has ever happened to me? What the fuck is wrong with me? We worked on truly every level and had this incredible, intangible spark I've never felt. We felt like soulmates. I imagined my entire life with her. And now I'm grieving a lifelong partnership that was in the palm of my hand. How do I grapple with the fact that I crushed it voluntarily? Thank you for reading this. Writing it even has provided a brief distraction from the mountain of emotions currently sitting on my chest. 
I would give anything to change what I've done. She's still in my life, but I miss her and I miss us so fucking much. I've broken my best friend's heart and my own as well. Where do I go from here? I will ask these questions to my new therapist, but they are still strangers to me. And I've been listening to you guys for years. Oh, that makes me emotional. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Got me out of nowhere. Um, I feel like the way you two can articulate things will be especially comforting to me. Thank you so much for everything you do. Your words and your voices bring so much light to countless people. Oh, well, I really hope that's true. My darling anonymous, um, I hope that you feel a little less alone after, after this episode. Thank you so much for trusting us, for turning to us at this time of great despair and confusion and grief. Um, thank you for thinking of us as a safe space, um, to put all these big, hard feelings, um, Mm. You know, I have so much empathy for you. I have empathy for your heart, for your guilt, for your your frustration at yourself, for this grief that you're experiencing of 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 meeting this version of yourself that you didn't even know was there. Mm. Um, the way you've described this is all very tangible and relatable. And um, yeah, I, I I'm. I will do, we will do our best to help you navigate some of this and maybe make some of this weight a little bit lighter. Um, We'll dive into that and more in just a minute. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame 
and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Um, still feeling very emotional about this letter uh, in a... <laughs> Um, part of which is because, um, as an outsider looking at you sort of say these things about yourself, um, and to see you struggling so much in this just makes me want to like, just hold you in my arms and say like, yeah, I understand that this is the worst thing that you've ever done. And also, right you are still beautiful and lovable and worthy of a, a good relationship and yeah. right. All of those things, because that that's the truth of the matter, right? Um, we are all, all of us capable of doing bad things to people. And in fact, right. many of us do do bad things to people, right? We do things we regret. We make mistakes. We cause harm to the people that we love the most. And, and, despite what we think, right, that that makes us some sort of like bad human, it instead just makes us human, right? This is what humans do. We are capable of such great love and such great connection and the ability to treat each other so well. And we are also really capable of causing harm, of making mistakes, yeah. of doing things that that we don't want to do. Um, and, and it can be really hard when we live in a world where we sort of equate doing bad things with being a bad person, right? That, yeah. that really clean and like very sort of um, easy way of looking at the world, right? I would never do anything bad because I'm a good person or, oh, that person did a bad thing, therefore they must be bad, is a really easy way to look at the world. It offers a lot of clarity and comfort. And the reality is, is that like, we are all of us capable of doing good, all of us capable of doing bad. And that is the essential quality of being yeah. a human. It doesn't mean anything about whether we're good or bad. It just means that we are acting on the ways that humans act, right? And and yes. I'm so sorry that you've done this horrible, harmful thing that you are you are sort of 
using as a tool with which to, to name yourself as bad, um, because I don't want you to name yourself as bad because you're not, that's just, you're not, you are just a human who made a mistake as all of us humans will do. I don't know, maybe like once a a day or something, right? Like it is just so normal for us to all be making mistakes. And it, it hurts to see you take that and say, oh, this means something about me, right? This means something about who I am and what my value is. And it can't, you know, I have looked at my past behavior and used it as a roadmap to my desires, to my wounds, to what parts of me need nurturing. Mm -hmm. But we need to learn how to do that without assigning intrinsical values and or punishments to ourselves. Um, When Sam was talking earlier and when I was reading your letter, you know, I'm reading a lot of like parenting literature right now, Uh especially as we approach my baby's first birthday and we are entering toddlerhood. Love it. Um, She can stand. (laughs) You know what they say (laughs) lately in the parenting world is that like most punishment styles don't actually work. (laughs) They might um, mitigate certain behaviors, but more than ever, or more than anything, punishing your child for something that they did that's developmentally understandable just Mm. changes the child's narrative about themselves and makes them either feel resentful or frustrated towards their parent or like they are a bad child. Right. It's, they don't have the they don't have the um, processing skills to recognize that they did something wrong and they're not a bad person for it. And guess for sure. what? That 100 percent continues into adulthood. <laughs> I don't care what people sure. say about our brains, but we are not taught. You know, I remember the first quote I ever heard from Brene Brown that I'll never forget is that we paraphrasing right the beginning, which is basically like children, we fuck up children because we tell them that they're perfect. They're special, you know, oh my God, your, your drawing is the most best drawing I've ever seen. Oh my God, you did such a good job, but we don't prepare them for the realities of being a human. And this is the direct quote is that children are hardwired for failure. We are hard wired for failure and we don't know how to prepare children for the nuance of humanity that like yep it's not good behavior equals good people and bad behavior equals bad people like sam said um and bringing this into this letter bringing this into adulthood like you did something that you don't that you wish you didn't do that you never thought you would do that hurt your life that hurt someone you love and revealed to you how deep some of your wounds are, how Mm -hmm. deep and untreated some of your needs are from childhood. And now you see that pathway of how you try to, to get that need met and you don't ever want to go back there, but that's not telling me that you are a bad person. And and going back to, you know, you said, I'm not eating, you know, I'm treating myself poorly. Guess what? Punishment doesn't work in adulthood either. Nope. Punishing yourself for this, punishing this yourself for this in this relationship, in this current time of your life, isn't going to make this go away and isn't going to make you 
somehow suffer enough to for this to go away. It's just going to change your narrative about yourself that all of a sudden you're a bad person that doesn't deserve good things. And do you know what bad people do in relationships? They make the same mistakes over and over again. Obviously, there's not such a good thing. There's not such a thing as yes, bad people. But, yep, but like, I'm with you, you know, yep. if you internalize this as this is a bad thing that I did, I'm going to punish myself for it. Well, punishment isn't going to work here. You got to nurture yourself. You have to accept the fact that you made this decision. And what does that, what does that mean? I just want to like, do you mind if I keep rambling for a second? Go for it. Um, (laughs) I just want to say that like, uh, last episode uh, that came out on Wednesday, I talked about like feeling insecure and feeling like I needed a lot of, um, reassurance from my partner and how I broke the pattern in me that like looked for reassurance from my partner when it came to like trusting her or not and how I like broke that cyclical cycle in me. And it, this letter reminds me of that, except for in my pattern of cheating, right? Like as somebody who has cheated multiple times in my life and to, I too connect it to a childhood insecurity or an understanding of myself that like I hadn't fully categorized or excavated, you know? Yep. Part of me is almost fucking grateful that I made those decisions that I regret so much because like from one person to another who did things that we regret, like I realized after cheating too many times that like cheating never gave me what I wanted. Cheating never made those insecurities go away. Cheating never made me feel better about myself. Cheating never fixed my relationships. You know, like not here's an opportunity. It's actually like a really blessed opportunity that you have in your life to say, wow, I have revealed my true human desires and wounds and needs and I've revealed to what extent I will go to get those needs met. And I, I've revealed how, how hungry my insecurities were and how wounded the little child in me was and how, and how uh, insecure I feel about myself. I've revealed all of these things to myself. I haven't revealed, you haven't revealed that you're a bad person or that you are evil or inherently broken to me. You have just revealed how deep some of these wounds go. And for me, when I cheated and I got to a point where I was like, I can't, this is not giving me what I want. This is not making those insecurities feel better. This is not fixing whatever problems I'm trying to, you know, it's not numbing me anymore. Mm -hmm. It was so empowering to be like, wow, I have these wounds and these needs in me that I'm going to try to heal in a different way. I mean, I know that sounds so, I know that sounds so simplistic, but it's like what I said in Wednesday's episode. Basically, I had, I realized what was standing in the way between me and making those decisions in the future was me and how I cared for myself. Yeah. And I think that's what this acceptance of the fact that we are capable of doing things that are really positive and supportive and healthy, and that we're really capable of doing things that are sort of unhealthy that we might regret 
is empowering, right? Because then we have the opportunity to make choices. And if the issue with sort of taking this on and saying, I'm a bad person, right? This idea that Brene Brown talks about all the time between guilt versus shame, right? Where guilt is, oh, I did something bad and I feel bad about it. That's a helpful thing to feel, right? Because then we say, okay, I did this thing and it made me feel really bad. It made my person that I love feel really bad. I'm going to commit to not doing that same thing again, right? Whereas shame says, oh, I did a bad thing because I'm a bad person. And there's no reconciliation, right? There's no different choice that we can make. If we're a bad person, we're just going to make bad decisions. Exactly. Right? And that is so understandable, first of all, that that's the place that we go because that's what we've been taught, like Sierra said, since childhood and so many of the ways that all of our systems and institutions function, right? Bad people do bad things and those bad people should be punished, right? But actually moving towards what is actually really helpful for people who have had something bad happen to them, which is restoration, which is reconciliation, right? Which is uh, some sort of healing, requires people to accept the fact that they are people who make who made a bad decision and can choose to do something different. And as you're thinking about how you are going to move forward with your partner, and I'm so grateful that she wants to move forward with you and wants to figure out a way to make this relationship function and that you're enlisting the support of people who are going to be able to help make that happen for you, right? Wonderful. Love that. Love that you're both committing to that practice and process. But in order to move towards what it sounds like she needs, which is the opportunity to forgive you and to move into some sort of restoration of your relationship is going to have to mean that you're going to have to accept that you are not a bad person, but then instead you are a person in relationship with this person that you love that made a big mistake, right? That you are still worthy of this person's love, that you are still worthy of the reconciliation because otherwise the trap that will fall into, and this is not just you, this is like so many of us who have internalized this idea that bad people do bad things because then the trap is, I will never be able to do anything different because I am a bad person and bad people hurt other people and do bad things. So I want to say this, like it's not, I'm not just trying to give you like a, an off ramp to the, to the guilt that you're feeling, right? I'm not trying to give you like a, a get out of jail free card for the thing that you're doing, even though that's what it may feel like. But what I am telling you is that the actual process of healing through this, of moving forward, of atoning for what you did in your partnership is going to require you to not internalize this as you being a bad person. It's to do that work is actually going to require you to do something different. That's not accountability either. It's not accountability to be like, oh, I'm just a bad person. Accountability is excavating how deep this childhood insecurity runs and what are the other ways in which you feed it that are unsustainable? Where else could it come up? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say two more things um, that in terms of moving forward, you cannot define your goodness or your worthiness on your girlfriend's acceptance or forgiveness of you. Oh yeah. You said you feel so attached to her. You feel, you feel this desperate, anxious attachment to her now. And that makes a lot of fucking sense to me as somebody who has been a cheater, um, that like it is all you crave right now is her to tell you that it is okay. And that she loves you and that she loves you anyway. Mm. And she might not ever say that she may not ever be able to forgive you. Yep. And you, 
I mean, I'm saying this for two different reasons. One, your goodness and your worthiness is not defined on based on on your girlfriend forgiving you or accepting you. Yep. Number one. Number two, if you do want this relationship to sustain through this infidelity, you 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 are allowed to lean on her for support, but I don't want you to drain her or define your your worthiness based on of her because right now she needs that space to heal. She needs well, just in general, you need to learn how to fill that fill that cup up yourself, right? Um, because I just don't you need to prove to her that you can be stable and secure and self-loving and bountiful with your trustworthiness and love for her, right? That doesn't mean you can't ask her for support. That doesn't mean you can't ask her for reassurance. But your goal right now is to create harmony within yourself, bountifulness within yourself when it comes to trust, when it comes to loving for you and your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I don't want you to tax her too heavily um, with that need to make things better. Because guess what? This discomfort is important. This discomfort is required for both of you to heal and feel and move through this. You cannot love this discomfort away. This discomfort is so useful. That's what you can tell yourself when you're feeling anxious next time. This discomfort is useful. This discomfort is telling me something. Mm. It's telling me I don't want to go there again. I don't, it's telling me like excavating that feeling. Okay. It was a childhood insecurity. The next time I feel this childhood insecurity, cheating didn't heal it. It didn't (laughs) feed it. It didn't fix it. That's literally what I had to say to myself of like, Mm -hmm. wow, my sense of self-worth didn't actually stay high. Like I felt like it peaked, you know, when I got someone's desire from me or when I got their affirmation that affirmation did not stick around. So then I learned that that was not a way to feel good about myself, blah, 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 blah. The other thing I want to say is in alignment with everything else we've said, honestly, but it just, I think it bears repeating a little bit more explicitly. You know, I think we have this vision that like when we heal ourselves or when we get in the right stable relationship or when we get out of the shitty relationship or when we get sober or or whatever like when we cross that threshold into that good pure healed healthy love that we are somehow impervious to our own humanity and that like we won't make mistakes Right. When we when we cross a certain certain threshold, um, when we get into a healthy, happy, stable relationship, the one good, true love, as you as you've described this relationship, it's it is a disservice to your good, true love to think that you and your partner won't fuck up within the confines of that good, true relationship. You're going to come to a perfect relationship and you're going to be imperfectly human. <laughs> For um, sure. For so sure. I don't want you to be like, wow, I ruined this perfect relationship because that's almost putting that relationship on too much of a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Instead, you're going to say, wow, something really human came up in me and I really need to address it. I really need to figure out what my needs are and how I can meet them and heal them and nurture them a little bit more. For sure. So that I can continue to pursue this good, true love that doesn't make me, um, you know, immune to being 
human. For sure. You know, like the other fallacy is like a good relationship will make you not broken. You know, like I hear Mm -hmm. that language a lot when we talk about like, uh, you know, romantic relationships and healing and stuff of like, oh, you know, I was broken when I met you and you healed me. Like that's, that's not how this shit works. Like you can, (laughs) we're just too complicated. We're just too complicated. And I hope that nobody's hearing our response and thinking like, um, we're, we're condoning cheating. It, we're just recognizing that it literally happens all of the time by Mm. all sorts of different people in all sorts of different life circumstances for all sorts of different reasons. Does it hurt people? Does it crush lives? Does it ruin relationships? Absolutely. And it hurts everyone. It hurts everyone. But Mm. this is also akin to lying or, you know, um, uh, people pleasing. It's akin to all these other different behaviors that we do to get our needs met in unsustainable ways. It's just another way for us to deepen the chasm between us and our relationship with ourselves. Mm -hmm. We just like stuff it with other people and painful decisions. Do you know what I mean? For sure. And then you get older and you listen to a relationship podcast and they're like, guess what? It's all about you and yourself. (laughs) You're like, well, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I don't want the narrative of this to be that you had a perfect relationship and that you blew it, right? Because right. because if it can't hold the realities of your messiness, it. then it's not a perfect relationship, right? And and that's okay, right? That is okay. And maybe that means that that relationship ends. Maybe it means that the relationship moves forward with maybe some clearer eyesight around what it is and what needs to be where we need to spend time and what needs to be tended to. But it's not this narrative that everything was perfect and you fucked everything up. It's that this relationship is a relationship in which people are gonna fuck up and is going to be challenged and have hiccups and possibly break because that's what relationships do. But it's not... It was never the perfect lifelong, no drama, nothing bad is going to happen thing that you think it was, right? Because right. that's it. It's not because that relationship doesn't exist. The one that you're currently in is the real relationship, is the one that is existing in this moment. And yes. I know that that can be hard to hear, but again, recognizing the complicated nature and recognizing that we're sitting in things that are way more complicated than good and bad. Yes and no perfect or imperfect. Right. But that everything is just messy can be so liberating because it offers us the opportunity to recognize our own ability to make choices. Right. We're Mm. not on some sort of defined path towards perfection. We are just living. (laughs) We are just trying to be in relationship with each other. And we can make choices about what we do or don't do, how we move forward, how we don't move forward. Yeah. And it's scary because that empowerment for sure then comes with a lot of responsibility. But it is so empowering to say, I get to decide how I want to do these things. I get to decide what I'm going to try out next. And, And that can make a relationship function more so than assuming that it will just move towards perfection without any effort or without anyone doing anything wrong. We just need to get on the right train and we'll get to that place, right? There's no train. We're all just walking around looking for things, right? Like that's how it actually works. Yeah. And just to like hammer this, this idea home, because I just keep coming back to it, like punishing yourself doesn't make you better. Punishing yourself continues the cycle of reward and punishment and guilt and reward. You know what I mean? Like I, 
I just want to say to you, my darling anonymous letter writer, that like I would 100% still be a cheater if I if I was just punishing myself for my cheating behavior. Yep. Because I know what that looks like. It looks like my fucking 20s where <laughs> yeah. I hated myself and I drank too much and I, I got myself into um, terrible, unsustaining relationships because I felt like that's what I deserve. And then I treated people poorly and they treated me poorly. And mm-hmm. then I cheated on them because I needed to get my needs met. And then I felt awful. And so I, you know, like it, it was just a cycle of, of subliminal self-harm, right? That harmed other people. And all of a sudden, when you stop that cycle and instead you start nurturing yourself, literally taking care of yourself, what does it look like to take care of yourself today? What does it look like to drink enough water, to eat enough food, to rest, to nurture, to, to look, to excavate those wounds, right? And say, where did that come from? Where did that need come from? Um, that's what changed behavior looks like. Yep. And I swear to you, I will never cheat again in my life because I went through those behavior. I went through those cycles so many times that I realized there's, there's no future in that. There's, there's no growth in that. There's no sure. growth in self-loathing. For sure. Oh, absolutely. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is going to be a sticky, this is going to be crunchy until it's smooth and it might always be crunchy, but that you are in good company, my friend. You are surrounded by people who make just as big mistakes as you do. Um, Sam and I are two of them and we know this is a really hard period of your life, but that means it is an even more important time of your life to treat yourself with tenderness, nurturing, because that is what will lead to growth and accountability for sure. Not punishment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that tending, that nurturing needs to come from you because otherwise you're going to ask it from your partner and that is not her job in this moment. Right. Right. So doing this sort of self-care is actually also in service to the healing that both of you are trying to do in this relationship. Absolutely. We obviously care a lot about you. We obviously really care about, uh, this sort of the reality of people doing things that they deeply regret. Um, and we just want to thank you for trusting us with this question and for letting us see you at your worst moment and trusting that we're going to love you regardless of that. Oh, that one got me good. Because <laughs> that's like my deepest fear. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Uh, my darling, thank you so much. We love you. Absolutely. All right. This brings us to the blind date segment of our show because it is Friday. Every Friday, Friday we like to set you, set you up with something that we love that we want to send you home with. And today's blind date is... Drag shows. Uh, so, uh, a few weeks ago, Peter and I went to a drag show, um, that was actually a fundraiser for Tubman, which is an amazing organization in the twin cities that does domestic violence, human trafficking support. Um, I used to work there. I know. And supports LGBTQ youth who are experiencing homelessness and who are experiencing trafficking. Um, and we went, it had been a while since we went to a drag show. Um, it was just so much fun. They were so amazing. And we were, you know, 
supporting this organization. We were also like supporting the Queens. And and one of the things that the host said, um, as she sort of brought up a bucket for people to put their dollars in to support Tubman was that this is what drag Queens have been doing since drag Queens started existing, right? Have been raising money to support community, have been out there just doing amazing things, being amazing performers, being amazing seamstresses and makeup artists and all of those different things. And always with this sort of idea that there is a community here that needs support and that they are representatives of it. And it was really meaningful for me to hear that given everything that's been going on with all of the laws in places like Tennessee that are banning drag um, in public places or that are saying that it is somehow harmful for children, which it absolutely is not having two wonderful children in my life who love drag and are super excited to see when drag queens are around. Um, And just thinking that like in this moment, like drag queens are sort of the face of our communities in a lot of different ways and they are under attack. um, And, and all they're doing is trying to be who they are, to entertain people, to raise money for good causes, to support community. And so just wanted to like name that one of the things that we can do in this moment to help combat what's been happening in all of these different places is to just go out and support our local drag queens wherever they may be. Mm, Tip them, them, give them love, show them support, and continue to to do what we need to do to be in community with each other. So oh, a little that. heavy handed on this one, but it was just such a wonderful, beautiful experience that we went to. Um, and it's important for us to be in community with each other right now. Yes. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, and you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode, as well as access to all of our primary episodes without ads. That is patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can get our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, editing, recording, producing all magical things by Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcasts and his music under Big Cats on Spotify. And remember, punishing yourself withholding love, withholding food, withholding care from yourself won't make you better. It won't make up for your mistakes. It won't hold you accountable and it won't help you grow. Nurturing yourself, practicing how to better attune yourself to your needs and sitting and accepting the full complexity of your wounds and your humanities. That, that act of loving yourself will and if all else fails just break up